Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Thumper Podcast, where somebody's got to say it. My name is Patrick Hayes, your regular host, and with me this evening in the studio, Zachariah King. Zach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Good. I'm here, man. I'm you here. are? Um, I don't know if anybody else can, can see, that, see that, can confirm that, but it's true. You are here. So yes. I don't know why. But let me just tell you, everybody, for the last, the, this is the third time in a row when Zach and I have gotten together where we have had problems with the audio and the video. It's just not going up and working on YouTube. And um, it's work when my wife and I are in here, works fine. Uh, when Caleb and I do it remotely, you know, I've had other guests remotely for you and I, we're just having problems. Now, folks, this is why it is so important that you listen to the podcast First of all, it's so much easier to listen to the podcast when you're driving down the road or when you're working or when you're doing anything. But if you go to YouTube, sometimes it just freaks out and it doesn't put up a great video. Now, here's the problem. I need to get to a thousand subscribers to my YouTube channel, Ah, which is hard with this nonsense that we're dealing with. (laughs) Like who wants to subscribe to this channel? So anyway, um, if you have if you're having trouble watching the videos, go to Spotify, go to Apple, go to Google Podcast, go to wherever you get your podcast, listen to it there, because that audio is put up from the recording I do in the studio through my soundboard, which is crystal clear. Yes, it's fine all the time. So anyway, that's what we're dealing with. So my apologies. Zach is a black box. He is here in the studio. And uh, we are going over our the same thing we went over the, for the last couple of weeks. We're doing our 20 questions. So we're just getting into a topic, you know, generally Christianity and the Bible. Tonight, yes. you said you wanted to focus some of the questions on prayer, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. It, it, always a great topic. So let's talk about prayer. Do you have a question you want to start out with? Well, a quick comment first, and then, we'll, and then we'll just start at the top. Mm-hmm. I've been told more than once that I have a face for radio anyway, <laughs> so I think we're probably going to be okay. All right. But uh, yeah, I, um, let me do a quick disclaimer. Give it to me. And then I'll tell you why I'm thinking about prayer. Okay. I am so frustrated with... I've never seen you this worked up before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, you, you can smell it on yeah, me, right, when okay. I came in, right? I'm frustrated with um, the difficulty that mm-hmm. it is to create change. In yourself or others? Both. <laughs> sure, okay. right? I mean, we were just talking about this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about all sorts of things that you're that you got, that you're changing. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we start inching toward election time, yeah. I get I get um frustrated yeah about all sorts of things. Sure. So I've been thinking about um prayer is, prayer is one of the it's the primary weapon. Mm-hmm. I think that we are taught that we have to elicit change. Mhm. Not changing God. Mm-hmm. Although we're cl- and we're going to talk a little bit about like what sort of things do you ask for? Why do prayers go un- unanswered? Do our prayers change things? Um, 
trying to change the world in other ways is particularly fruitless, I find. I agree. Yeah. And so prayer is one of those really interesting things where it feels counterintuitive. If I want to see a certain change happen, I mm-hmm. go lock myself in a closet with no one else there. Yeah. I don't even have to say the words out loud. It doesn't have to be audibly yep, I, I out loud. I could be thinking them in my mind yeah. and, and have a sense of them in my heart. Mm-hmm. And then I, I open the door yeah. and I and go, go back, back out to, to life mm-hmm. and nobody else other than God knows a single thing that I was thinking about or, or praying yes. or what he was responding back. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the primary ways in which things change. In the life of a Christian. In the life of a Christian. Absolutely. That is what I would I would say is the most powerful thing you can do to cause change in yourself, in the people you love, in the world around you, even on on other continents that you have never visited, and yes. and the kings that rule the nations in those lands. Yes, yes, huh? It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah, and is this is this is this oh, a no, revelation? No, 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 no. This isn't like Patrick. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Patrick, have you ever thought about yeah. praying? Okay, okay. No, no, no. But um, what is what we can, what I can do sometimes, at least, mm-hmm. is, is slip into a little bit of when those prayers motivate me to make a certain change, or mm-hmm. motivate me to tell someone something, or motivate me to teach something, or guide me to have a discussion with someone, or send a text message, or just a phone call, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it can feel like the other action is that the prayer is leading to, okay, now I have an answer or a question or something to do, and now I'll go do it. Mm-hmm. And then once I've done it, then the real work yeah. starts to then happen. Then something happened once you get involved. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty dense. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, the first question is just, what is prayer? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the number one thing on there. So that's going to be my first one to you. But all of that, the reason I'm thinking about this is this, it's embedded in the conversation of, so I've got my ballot. Oh, yeah. S- sitting there at the house. Yeah, mine's in here somewhere, the little, yeah. And And I'm just like. Is this a total waste of time? What's this going to really change? Patrick, I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, neither have I. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then I sit, and I have the little blue book, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at it, and I'm reading through, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, if I could only do one of, if I could only mm-hmm. check one of the boxes or sit in my room and pray about the boxes, yeah, which one should I do? Mm. If I could only pick one. Yeah. And obviously that's a, that's sort of arbitrary. Sure. And you're, because you're clearly you could do both. Correct. So we're in a hypothetical world, but is, which is it, more important is your question, which is going to affect change in a greater way. What changes things best? Yeah, absolutely. Prayer. It's a prayer. 100%. And the, so, okay. So we just had an activity for our church on Saturday. It was a thing for the ladies. Mm-hmm. They all got, they all came over to here to our house and all the fellas, we got together and brought our kids 
over to the McDonald's over at Clifton, and we just let them play in the play place, and oh, we yeah. bought them ice cream, and we just sat around drinking coffee, chit-chatting. Yes. Okay. Nice. We had to stop the conversation a dozen times and say, we got to stop talking about politics. <laughs> we all agree with each other. Yeah. And it just gets us riled up, and it doesn't do anything. No, you know, it's no, no, it's no. like we're we're not getting to know each other any better. We're you know, so we're, we're trying not to talk about that. But then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, um, you know, hey, uh, should I use the same ammo that I hunt with when I go to sight in my gun, or is it okay to just get a cheaper round with the same, you know, uh, grain in the same um, brand of ammo? You know, how much is that going to affect sighting in the gun? And we talk for a minute. And it's like, <laughs> hey, where's the best place to get ammo? Do you go here? And I'm like, oh, I like this website, and this is where I buy my cheap ammo. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, did you know that it's on the Colorado State um, uh, the Colorado State Senate is going to be voting on making ammo purchases a background checkable uh, purchase, just like firearms? And then, boom, we're off to the races. And, and five minutes in, we're like, ah, no. Sure, sure, sure. We got to stop this. And, and well, Because we know it's important. Yes, because we see things in the world that are bad. We see our country heading in a way that we do not feel is godly or good for the country. We see problems on the horizon that there are simple solutions to i'm always the guy that's going to say it's always an easy fix okay Mm -hmm. stop telling me that fixing the economy is difficult spend less money than you bring (laughs) in there all right you don't need a harvard economist to to figure out you know oh what's the magical formula (laughs) morons Stop (laughs) spending more money than you bring in. Okay. Can we say that's step one? So all of the things that we see going wrong in our country, we're like, man, I, you know, I know the solution to it. And for some reason, the politicians just don't seem to get it. They don't seem to be figuring it out. Did you hear about the new speaker of the house? I heard that there is that there is Mike, one. Mike okay. uh, Johnson. I already forgot his name. Okay, that's how much this guy mattered to the country prior to a week ago. Yeah, yeah. But did you hear the comments that he made in his first speech and his first series of you know reporters asking him questions? I did not. He was he was flat out. Uh, I'm a Christian. Uh huh. I believe the Bible. Uh huh. And they're like, you know, well, you know, tell us what your worldview is. And he's like, well, just pick up a Bible and read it. That's my worldview. Wow. Okay. They lost their minds. Well, of course. I mean, he was an insane person to them. Yeah. yeah. He was. He was just very simply like, yeah, I, you know. Um, is, it, is it true? What? Like, is he? Oh yeah. yeah, he's yeah. He is a more genuine, outspoken Christian from what I've heard from him. Yeah, I haven't done any research because who has the time? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, do I, I care? Okay, it's not like he's calling me asking me my opinion on anything. <laughs> he seems to be a more legitimate, serious Christian 
than most people in the Congress or the Senate. Okay, do you have your Bible? Do you yeah, have your Bible yeah, handy? Okay, yeah, right here. Look up John 16, verse 3. Would you be so kind as to find it in a certain version for me? Oh, yes. Okay, so yes, my yes. readers will so, yeah. feel at home. <laughs> okay, so my church members will feel comfortable. Yeah, just in case the, some of the other ones <clears throat> yeah. have wrong the wrong oh, words. Okay, so Bill Clinton was asked, what is your favorite Bible verse? And he knew the question was coming sooner or later because he's a good old boy from Arkansas, right? In church every Sunday. That's the idea. Baptist, wasn't he? I don't know what he was. He, <laughs> Did he, he know what he was? Oh, man. You know, he was a sexual pervert is <laughs> okay. what he was. Okay. That so depends it, on what the definition yeah. of the word is. is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my soul. So <laughs> he was asked the question sooner or later about religion and, you know, hey, what's your favorite Bible verse? And as a presidential candidate, he said, that's an easy one. It's a famous one. We all know John 16, verse 3. Obviously, what he meant to say was John 3, 16, the most famous Bible verse that we see everywhere, right, about God giving his only son, you know, for us and our sins. Of course. But that's not what he said. And I think God was up in heaven, and when Bill Clinton was about to speak, God was like, <laughs> so read John 16, 3, oh, and listen no. to this. This is great. Yeah. These things they will do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me. Yep. <laughs> it was so perfect that he said that. <laughs> I mean, it, it couldn't have hilarious. been any funnier, right? That is hilarious. Yeah. So we, we haven't heard enough from this guy, but they already think he is absolutely insane because he talks about God, he believes in God, he believes the Bible. So it was very encouraging to hear, uh, regardless of how he is going to act in the future. So getting back to prayer. Yes. We were trying to get off the topic of politics, these these other men in my church, when we were hanging yeah. out, because it's just frustrating. And every so many years, every two years, and then every two more years, you know, whether it's a, you know, a general or a midterm election, we have this hope that springs up in all of us that, oh boy. This time, this is the this is the one. God, we you are know? so dense. Yeah, and and ev- and I'm I'm at a point where it's like I don't care. Mm. I really don't. For me, the the longer it goes on, I like I saw a sign. Um, you know how they have the red, white, and blue signs for both. You know the two major candidates running in every presidential oh, yeah, election. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and you see, you see yeah. them everywhere. So there was one in 2020 that I saw in a couple places around town that said Jesus 2020. Okay. And I was like, wow, they got to figure it out. You know, because the idea is God actually gives us a recipe for healing our land. He does that in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Yeah. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and... I forgot the fourth one. Yeah, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. The point is, what's the thing we're supposed to do in there? We're supposed to pray. 
Yeah. We are supposed to pray and we're supposed to turn from our wicked ways. Can you read that for us? Yeah. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, face and turn, turn from, from their, their wicked ways. ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and, and I, I will, will heal, heal their, their land. land. So if we want America fixed, that's how we do it. And the problem is Christians and non-Christians alike have been duped into thinking that filling in a box with a number two pencil once every two years is somehow going to fix america and, and it it's clearly, not it clearly has it has not worked since i've been alive we only elect morons and monsters yeah. that's it yeah okay dishonest morons and monsters i have not been happy with anyone that has been elected to almost any office since i've been old enough to pay attention to what's yeah, going yeah, on since i remember so if that's the case so the problem is most christians haven't figured that out yet they haven't figured out that they have the ability to fix this whole country and get us back to a godly relationship as a country to where our whole nation will be blessed just like the nation of Israel was in the days of King Solomon, in the beginning of his reign. Uh, <laughs> the first bit. Yeah, the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, right. We could have a King Josiah level revival in America where everything turns around and God smiles down upon our country and fixes stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have the arsenal. <clears throat> We've always had it. We've always had the ability. People don't believe that walking into a quiet room and getting on your knees by yourself and mumbling something that nobody else can hear can somehow, I don't know, move mountains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, vote for the right guy mm-hmm. isn't on the list of things nope. in that verse. It's not in Second Chronicles yeah, yeah, 7.14. Yeah, yeah. So, that was a great introduction that's 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 a start okay because that is that is my current heartburn mm-hmm. i'm taking medication for it but <laughs> that is it. We're, yeah we're good to go there so what all right guys fair mm-hmm. enough what is prayer then all right question that, number one that's your question what is prayer so this is a pretty easy one um praying is going to be talking to and listening to god um and let me see. Uh, I just don't want to answer a bunch of these yeah, while yeah, we're yeah. doing it. So all, I'm going I'm, I'm to keep it short. As a Christian, we have a father, a heavenly father, spiritual, not yes. my earthly father. Okay. Joseph Francis Xavier Hayes, who went home to be with the Lord a couple of years ago. Francis Xavier. I, yeah. That. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a heavenly father and just like i am a father you are a father we have a desire to have a relationship with our children my earthly father had a desire to have a relationship with me my heavenly father wants to have a relationship with me and we see that all the way back in the garden of eden in genesis chapter three yes when we find out that god has seemed to have a daily custom to come to the garden of eden in the cool of the evening and walk through the garden and hang out with okay we we like to use the christian term fellowship right fellowship oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. okay sure with adam 
and he spent time with Adam and presumably Eve. Yeah. And he did that because they were his children and he loved them. And this is the God, the creator of heaven and earth, sun, moon, stars, and all the planets. He took time out of his busy day. Yeah. And he came to the garden to spend time with his children because he loved them and he wanted to have a relationship with them because we believe that that brought him joy. Yes. Okay. So part of our duty as a Christian is to have a relationship with our father and cultivate that relationship. And prayer is a big, I'll say, um, one of the cornerstones. Yeah. You know, we have Bible reading and we have prayer. So prayer is where we talk to God. We have a conversation with God. We get to listen to God. I'm going to keep it that short and say, that's what prayer is. Any thoughts or any corrections or additions? No, I, I think it was, it was a joy for Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. as well. And then the, the only thing I would fill in there a little bit is to say that in Genesis three, because of their decision to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and their subsequent expulsion from the garden, Mm -hmm. that relationship is now strained. Mm -hmm. It is different than it was before, but particularly for those of us who are in Christ, who have been saved by faith and are filled with his spirit, prayer is the conduit by which that relationship is brought closer and closer back together. Mm-hmm. We have a physical separation now that Adam did not have with the Lord, but because of God's spirit inside of us, it's closer and closer. Paul says that the spirit is a down payment of what we will eventually be the, the inheritance that we will eventually be rewarded. Jesus says that he'll always be with us. He says that he's going to come back. He says that he's going to reign physically on the planet. When to be away with God, uh, to be away from the body is to be present with the Lord. So there are the, the our faith is that in part there is a time in the future where our physical proximity to the Lord will resemble that of Adam and Eve's much more than it does right now. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit like a phone call to someone who is gone and you can't sit in the same room with, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Even though you're also... It's a way to communicate. Sitting in the room with him. Like, th- sure. There's, this, there's, a, there's a separation there. He's yeah. close, closer than we know. Mm-hmm. But there's also some distance. But prayer is what... Prayer is that place where we're together. Okay. I like that. Uh, let me ask you this. How do you listen to God in prayer? Oh, this is a good one. Um, I've been uh, discipling, counseling, um, maybe, I, I hope, even modeling a little bit of life for college students mm-hmm. for a long time, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one of the things that they will bring up pretty regularly I, i've got this thing i i uh, i think i mentioned this once before about mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week you brought it up last time mm-hmm. yeah she was telling uh dan rather she's doing an interview and he mentioned that the bible says to pray continually do you do that she says yeah of course i do mm-hmm. 
I said, well, what do you say then? And she said, mostly I listen. And then he said, okay, that's, that's fair. So what does God say then? Mm-hmm. And she said, mostly he listens. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer, prayer is not a constant verbal exchange Yeah, back and forth. We're in Exodus. We just got to the end of chapter 24 this morning where God calls Moses um, to the top of the mountain again. After he's delivered the Ten Commandments and, and some of the other laws. And um, he, he brings him up to the mountain. And for six days, God doesn't say anything. And then on the seventh day, he shows up and it's the lightning and the fire mm-hmm. and this and that. And Moses goes in and he's there for 40 days mm-hmm. and then comes back. We know that part of what was going on during those days is that the law was given and the instructions for the tabernacle were given. I'm sure there were other things that were said. I'm sure there was a lot of time where there weren't things that were said. So the first thing I would say is the best way to listen to God is not to get frustrated if you don't think you have a sense of him saying anything yet. Keep going, wait, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll hear it. I love the story of the still small voice with Elijah. I think there are times when immediately when you have a question you're trying to get answered or uh, you're up against a certain problem, you have no idea what to do when you have a confusion that, that there's a, um, that w- he can give you an answer and immediately you know that it's true. I think the way that that happens for me primarily is a certain peace that, that I've got a, I've got a story where I did. And I think God is actually pretty direct most times too. With what? Like with his answers. Like it's, um, this is, this is not like a formula, but they're sort of short. They're kind of, they're very clear. Now he, there may be questions and things too, but I'll, I'll tell a story mm-hmm. to illustrate what I'm thinking of here. The first time I ever went to Belarus, it's former Soviet Union, mm-hmm. the early 2000s. Uh, I was a college kid. I think I was 20, I turned 21 when when I was there. There was a deadline, so the guy that was working with me had uh, had asked me if I was going to go. I got no money. I got no passport. Uh, I've never been on a plane. Oh, wow. I'm okay. like, no, nah, looks like no. And he kept on asking me, and I knew there was a deadline that you had to sign up by. Mm-hmm. So as long as I can hold out past the deadline, I'm good You're to go. You're free and clear. I'm you don't free. have to go to this other country. Exactly. So I hold out past the deadline. I don't sign up. He kind of lays off. You know, he's off my case. Like, he's not going to ask me about it anymore. Hey, you know, maybe there's next year. I could take some time really really deal with it really kind of get ready but uh, but i wasn't gonna like i just wasn't that interested mm-hmm. so progressively from that point on over the next five six weeks um i i became more and more anxious i became more and more um unsettled i, I couldn't sleep like I wasn't, I wasn't restful. I, mm-hmm. I, I was uneasy. It was weird. And I hadn't, 
I was too young and stupid to have built the connection yet. Sure. That it was a spiritual situation. Right. Yeah. Weeks are going by. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I wish there was some way I could sleep because I wasn't, I hadn't connected <laughs> it. Okay. All right. So I'm up. This is in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Like I got a roommate asleep. Yeah. In the, the it wasn't yeah, much bigger than this than room. this room here. Right? Yeah, sure. I got a roommate asleep over there. I'm like standing over by this window. It's 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. And I'm like, what is going on? I got just some, nothing like that had ever really happened for me before. And so like, you know, for my whole life, I've heard that when you're in moments like this, you ought to pray. Sure. Everybody said it forever. Maybe yeah. I'll start praying some. And so I'm thinking about things, and I'm I'm praying something like, you know, I don't know what's going on. I can't sleep. I'm like I'm dying in my classes all of a sudden. What in the world is is the deal here? What what is going on? And I started to think about that trip, and I thought, well, I mean, the deadline's already passed. That's done and over with. I got. But, I, you know, I'll pray. I know who's going on the trip. I'll pray for all them. I'll pray for the people that were in Belarus. And mm-hmm. I, I knew a little bit about what they were going to do. And so I'm praying for all that stuff. And nothing really changed all that much. And I was like, all right, well, so what? But but Belarus was on my mind. Like, so finally I just go, what do you want me to do about this? Like, what? what is, I, I just had enough. Sure. And he says, Go. And I mean, it's if you've never experienced it, it's hard. It, it, it's like that First Corinthians verse where the, the cross is folly to those who don't believe. Sure. Like Trying it, to explain getting an answer from God that was that clear and having someone understand that. Who's never experienced it. Yeah. It's, if you've experienced it, yeah, you know exactly, you know exactly what, what you're talking about. Go. And I was like, it was so... It wasn't audible, mm-hmm. but it was so clear, mm-hmm. and it was it was like it was an idea that someone told me, mm-hmm. but no one was in there to say it. It wasn't my idea. Yeah, because you really didn't have a desire to go. No, but it was past the deadline. And it's already too late. I so, already had all these things lined up. Yeah, what's you know? the point? Go. It, one word, mm-hmm. like period. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going, what are you talking about? That's not, and I start doing all of the whole stupid things. And yeah. I, like God, logically. Oh yeah. Like God can't figure out how to give me 1500 bucks and a yeah. passport sure. in three months. Yeah. You know, go. And I, I mean, it was another half hour. Like mm-hmm. you, you cannot be, there's no way. And so finally I said, all right, fine. I'll commit to go. I'll I'll go do the I'll, I'll get the passport thing, and I'm thinking to myself, it's all gonna like the passport's not gonna get here on time. I'm not gonna raise the money, but I said, you know what? Fine, I will. I'll start the process. And it's like, try me. <laughs> Literally, it's like you'll start the process. Mm-hmm. Is that how much you? Is that the amount of faith you're going to give me to work with. Sure. And I was like, I was impactful. Hmm. And of course, long story short, I mean, three months later I was on the plane and yeah, 
all the money, the passport came in, the visa came in, everything was totally fine. I went on the trip. It was mm-hmm. past the deadline, all the stuff. Yep. All lined out. But this as that night when I when I really determined I, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You're right. It, if I really believe that you're the God that created the universe, mm-hmm. then this whole thing about like I don't have a passport sure. is that's all nonsense nonsense that I'm trying to build up. So the the second I I truly committed myself to do it. The in Philippians where it says the peace that surpasses all understanding, I was like. I understand what that means. Mm-hmm. You it, could sleep again. It over. It was overwhelming. And I got up the next morning, and the story is hilarious because I'm like, I got to call my parents. I got to go tell Darren. I, he's like, you. Know, everybody else is sending their passports in in like a week to get the visas. You know, you really got to get, you got to get some of this stuff done. And, um, but so three things I would say there then is number one when you're honest with yourself, I think, you know, when a thought is inside of you, but it did not originate with you. Mm -hmm. I I think I can, I can determine when that is. And that's like, yeah, that's something I need to do. Mm -hmm. That's a voice I need to obey. Um, there's peace when you commit to what God is actually saying. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I, I, I sometimes ask people, like if, if they already know the answer to the question or confusion that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. they just haven't actually believed it yet. And then if the answer that they already know comes out of the Bible, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, what voice do you think sure. is telling you to do that? Yeah. So I know that's a, that's a long answer, but that's actually sort of a, how do you know that God is speaking to you? That's a difficult question to. So I, I hate to um, bring up the idea of, uh, you know, it's a feeling because that can quickly get into dangerous, you know, stupid yes. grounds. Yes. Um but there are several filters we can run it through. When, when I'm listening to God and waiting for God's voice, God is never going to directly contradict his word. Correct. Okay. Um, I find that I will be in a safe place if I run it by the different godly appointed authorities in my life. Mm-hmm. I have a father. I have a pastor. Yeah. <clears throat> Zach, before my dad was saved, I would run things by him because God said in the Bible that he put my father in place as a protection yeah. for me. Yeah. He didn't say anything <laughs> about the level of spirituality of that man. Yeah. He said that's what he's there for. Wow. So I would run things by my dad and get advice from him as a very serious Christian yes. who knew that this man was not a Christian at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I find safety in those things uh, as a 
uh, as a woman with a husband, it's another godly appointed authority in your life. Um, so, you know, check with those three, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, along with the Bible, you're going to be yeah. in a good place. Yeah. And that's the, yeah, that is definitely the deal. It, and I, I know exactly what you mean by saying a, a feeling, but there is a, there, there's like a, there's a, a feeling, a, a sense. Yeah. There, there's an understanding. You recognize the voice. When yes. you hear it, you recognize the voice. And particularly, I, I pray, unless I'm like out walking or something, wandering around, I pray with the open Bible. Oh, okay. Uh, it makes like if I'm a if I'm doing you know, a significant time, mm -hmm. especially. But um, yeah, I, I pray with an open Bible. I use the Psalms very regularly to pray, and so like the the Psalm of the day I had today. We don't have time for all to go all the way down the trail, mm -hmm. but I'll I'll tell you the one that hit me right in between the eyes today. I mean he's. I read this, but he's like, he said it to me, mm -hmm. but peace shall be upon Israel. I'm like, and I don't like, that's not a prophetic word that I'm not going to tell you how the conflict is going to end. Sure. No, 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 no. I was praying for people's knees to be in the dirt in front of the cross because I think that that's how peace comes to Israel. Mm -hmm. But when you when you have the Bible open and it's God's words yeah. and you're reading them, it gives him a really open opportunity mm -hmm. to speak to you. you. You know, it's already words that he's speaking. Mm -hmm. So I do think that helps quite a bit. Hmm. Okay, man, uh, your question, and don't feel like you got to stick to this list. Cause as I was reading through them, I wasn't really impressed with this list of questions. So any question you want to ask about prayer I, that yeah. you were thinking about is just fine. I didn't really read all of these either, okay. to be honest, That's fine. but, um, there are a couple of things that I think are, um, that I think are, are fairly you can just, important. Okay. Um, why are so many prayers unanswered? Mm -hmm. I think that that's one that everybody, everybody. I wonders. can hit that one real quick Do it. and get, okay. Do so it. why are so many prayers unanswered? So that's a common question. Mm -hmm. It's a frustration of a lot of people. And the easiest thing, the, the best analogy that I've heard as far as prayers, um, it would come down to the traffic light. You have red, yellow, and green. Mm. Okay. There are certain prayers God's going to ask, or I'm sorry, there are certain prayers God's going to hear that you ask, and God's going to say, yeah, sure, green light, go ahead. Yeah. That's fine. There are other prayers where you're going to ask God something, and he's going to go, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. no, uh, yeah. red light. <laughs> okay, that's an absolute no. <clears throat> and we might not understand why it's a no. God doesn't say he's going to give yeah. us an explanation and he definitely doesn't say he's going to give us an explanation at that time. We might learn why it's a no later on Yeah, when we are open to hearing that lesson and receiving that correction. And then there are lots of prayers where God says, yellow light, not yet. Yeah. We're yeah. holding off on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not telling you, no, you got it. Yeah. 
So the person praying for a spouse, God might say, yellow light, you've got some things you need to learn before you're ready for this. You're not ready to be a mother and a wife, a husband and a father. So that's coming. Okay. But right now it's, it's a yellow light and that might be frustrating because you are a Christian, you love God, you love the Bible, and you see that the Bible says children are a blessing of the Lord. The Bible says, he that findeth a, good, uh, findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And you're like, well, I'd like some of that favor. Yeah, that sounds it's, good. It's, it's a good thing. So why can't I be there? God says, well, you know, you're not ready. And that's why you're getting a, that's why you're getting a yellow light. Now, he might not say you're not ready. He might just say, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. And and that can be a point of frustration. There are lots of times when we will pray for things that we want. And now I'm going to step into God's mind and speak for him. So take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> right, right, right. But you'll know where I'm going. God will actually say to us, yeah, if I give you that, I'm going to shortchange you. <laughs> because I have a plan and yeah. it's way better yeah, than right, what you're right. asking for. Sure, sure. You know, there's a there's a joke in Alcoholics Anonymous that will say to people who are a little newer, it'll get brought up in a meeting, and that is, if I made a list of all the things that I wanted, you know, when I first got sober and God gave them all to me, what I would have realized is I shortchanged myself. Because I wasn't even smart enough and clear-headed and wise enough to understand what was best and what I really wanted. Yeah. Because at the time, I was still young and immature and didn't know. So in the same way with a lot of Christians, people will pray for things and God's like, yeah, I've got great ideas for you (laughs) and we're not going to go down this road that you're praying for. You're shortchanging yourself and my mission and your destiny are far superior to what you can come up with right now. I believe God answers every prayer. I don't believe God answers every prayer the way I want. Uh, yeah. Okay, Zach, let me ask you yeah. this. Why do you say no to your own children sometimes? Oh, yeah, sure. Because we how can... many ponies can we fit in the garage? Okay, it doesn't yeah. matter what they ask for, and it doesn't matter... Um, whether they think it'll be good for them or not, or whether it will bring them joy or not, I'm the parent and it's my job to know what's best for my kids. My kids asked me for a bike. Okay. Right. Yeah. Neighbor kids have bikes. They're old enough. Nothing wrong with a bike. No, nothing wrong with a bike. I said, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they looked at me and I'd say, you have money you work with dad and this is when they're like you know 10 yeah yeah i said come to work with dad i'll pay you money buy your own bike okay mow your grandmother's lawn go (laughs) do whatever the neighbors want earn some money get a bike they earned the money they bought themselves a bike they flattened the tires they bought themselves new tires Yeah, yeah every one of my kids bought their own bikes could I, did I have the power to buy them a bike? Uh, of, of course, course I did. did. Yes. I didn't do it because what I thought was best for them was the lesson of learning to yeah. respect money, learning what work is, the value of work and the money you get paid for it. 
Uh, I wanted them to learn how to save. I wanted them to learn how to tithe. They learned a lot of good lessons. They still got the bike. Yeah, yeah. They just got it a different way than what they were hoping for. They were hoping to hold out their hand and me to just put it in the, okay, close your eyes and there's your bike. (laughs) Right, right, right. And I had a different plan. I believe I knew what was best for my kids. Okay, my kids ask me for stuff every time a stupid catalog comes in the mail. Oh, yeah, sure. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, man. My kids, every time junk mail comes in the mail, they're like, Dad, I got a coupon for KFC. Can we go? (laughs) You know, and I mean, you know, my walk. Yeah, like my eight-year-old son, Patrick, will be like, Dad, I got a, you know, I got a coupon for a, for the, a down feathered vest. I was like, oh, Land's End catalog came in the mail, huh? Yeah. Is that what you want now? You yeah, know? And then exactly. Tomorrow it's Legos. I mean, it. What, they always have something that they're asking for. And Christians always have stuff they're asking for. And there are things where God said, God has a plan. And his plan isn't to give you whatever you want, whenever you want. And you as a parent wouldn't do that to your child either because you love them. Joanna and I have had some things that we prayed for this property that we're on. We prayed for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. We prayed, we looked, we gave up, we got discouraged. We shook our fist in the air at God for not answering our prayers. We got on our knees. We asked God to forgive our stupidity. We got back to (laughs) praying. We looked around, we couldn't find it. We got exasperated and just gave up and said, I guess God doesn't want it. We went back to God. We apologized again. We got on our knees. We prayed for it. We did this for eight years thinking God does not want us to have a property with some acreage. He just doesn't. Sure. Okay. And then when it came together, it was, I mean, it was such a miracle. It was ridiculous. And I don't have time to get into it, but the, the point is I thought several times God said no. And it was disappointing. Yeah. And my feelings were hurt and all these different things. What I realized was I wasn't ready for it. And God had some things he needed me to go through. I believe some of it was testing. Some of Mm -hmm. it was lessons. And then he was like, you know, Patrick, you're ready. Here you go. Boop. And there it was. And there it was. And it just worked out. So I think it's that simple. Um, You know, why don't my prayers how many you know why are so many of my prayers unanswered i don't think any of them are i think we receive an answer that we don't like at times because we don't know as well as god does i like that that's good any additions or corrections yellow light green light Mm -hmm. okay zach yeah that one can kind of go on forever Mm -hmm. is it wrong to pray for certain things is it wrong to pray for certain things? Um, yes, depending on what the things are. Um, Give me an example. Tell me. Explain it to me like I'm a ten year old. Explain it to you like it's like you're a ten year old. Um, if I got really mad at somebody. Mm-hmm. And I prayed that God would send fire down from heaven mm-hmm. to incinerate that person for my own personal pleasure. Mm-hmm. 
which is not something that I'm really into that much. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not really a thing for me. Uh-huh. Um but because it would make me feel better. Yeah. About you know, justice would be served uh in the world. Uh I've heard people pray for things like um things that we know clearly from the word are things that we should not do so anything let's just say anything sinful anything sinful god like, bring me what yeah wouldn't it be awesome uh-huh. if like could you just maybe Find... make, it, make it so <laughs> she wants to divorce me <laughs> And leaves uh-huh. so that and so that and she so. has an affair and gets caught. That'll so get I me, don't have to pay the alimony. That gets me out okay, of the whole thing. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then, get it. Right. Okay. So like certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe if you're like trying to find loopholes somewhere so that God will help you sin. Sure. That would be bad. But but I, I'm guessing that what the question is actually talking about is like up the the bike. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, uh, for, but it's good that you mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. can't pray for sinful things. God, there is no blessing in sin. God is not going to be a part of it. God's not going to, you know, help us in. That's not, that's not what God's about. God is about us obeying him. Okay. So praying for aid in sinful activity is wrong yeah it's like okay. th- those are some certain things sure so that that's an like, easy one yeah you, you and i um i mean you're clearly more hardcore yeah uh but but there are i've heard some interesting things to be prayed for over the years okay um i have no problem so like, praying for a parking spot oh sure yeah like yeah if we're talking about certain things like I drive, my wife and I each have old high mileage cars. Mm-hmm. I pray for the doggone thing to run. Oh, yeah. Like, get me from place to place. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that anything is too small for us to seek his will or his blessing about, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when they are, you know, something like that. I would pray if the car broke down, my prayer would be that he would help me figure out what in the world to do. Yeah. Or, or how to get it fixed mm-hmm. or what, what is the wisest next step? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can bring anything that is our concern to him. I think he loves us and is open to correct and to, and to help in any situation. Um, are, do certain things mean like certain things that you don't need mm-hmm. or clearly like I love cars. We've talked about this a little bit before. Sure. I have never, it's, it's just one of those lines where early on mm-hmm. I was like, this is a line in the sand. I'm just not you going to pray for, Oh, like the Corvette, the, you don't pray for a Corvette. I, but so that one's a little bit personal to me. Tell me why. Well, not like the Corvette, but maybe like a Ferrari. American made for me. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. If you're gonna go all the way, it's probably gonna need to be Italian. Okay, but I just, for me personally, I Mm -hmm. I think I think that's one of those things. Early on in my in my real true um, honest Christian life, Mm -hmm. it was like that is just so far 
it, it's so ridiculous. It's so far off of the track that God is is leading me on. Mm-hmm. That, oh, but what if it was like in a sweepstakes? Sure. What if it like just fell off the back of a truck and nobody came looking for it? Mm-hmm. Or, and because I know, like, well, you know, I could take people for rides in it. And people who like cars but wouldn't come to church would come get in the car and go for a ride with me. And then I could tell them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like you try to deal. All, I know I only want it for myself. Sure. Like I know that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a wrong thing for me to ask because really deep down, mm-hmm. the core issue of it is I just want it. So you have been a car guy. Oh, for a while. You've always. Okay. So you're the guy that. When I was six years old, I wanted to be a race car driver. Okay. Six years old. So so you're the guy that could look at the body style of a Corvette or a Ford Mustang and be like, yeah, I think that's from this year to this year. In years past, Uh maybe I've given some of that away on purpose. No, 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 I get it. But I mean, that was an interest is my point. Okay, so you you were interested in cars. So if you you had to pick, I'm assuming, so most of us. Yeah. And by most of us, I mean American men. Yeah. If we had to pick, like, what is our dream car? Typically... It's not a Bugatti or a Ferrari because that's not the world we grow up around unless you're pretty wealthy and you can, you know, so for us, it's usually something, it's going to be something domestic. It's going to be an American muscle car. And it's going to be older. Yeah. Okay. So what was your car that you wanted for a while? Like mid to late sixties Ford Mustangs. Yeah, for sure. And that was before I even watched Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm. So take that, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome car, though. Yeah. And I mean, so now, you, this is this is a total tangent. Would it? They're, gar- ca- they're garbage to drive. I yeah. mean, it's 1960s technology. You can't even it's, get up to 100 on the freeway without feeling like that thing is going to, like, rattle oh, itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't. You can hardly. No power ste- steering. Oh, yeah. Man. Carbureted. Yes. Like, yes. The, the number of things it doesn't have that we're used to. to no heated seats in that thing. As a piece of machinery, mm-hmm. it's not even as impressive as my 2000. 11 hyundai elantra that's sitting out here in the in the driveway right now okay let me ask you two questions yeah okay number one no i got a few questions (laughs) number one this car would you care did you want convertible or hard top did it much matter hard top okay yeah i'm never okay number two um was there a lot more specifics involved with it or was it even if i had an older one of these and i could fix it up i would just love to have this piece of american iconic you know history on four wheels so i i like to have them the way they the way they came out of the yeah off the factory out of the factory Uh i like to tinker yeah so that's why i i prefer the older stuff yeah they're a lot easier well with a little bit of understanding yeah and and i've got i've got the basis at this point where with Mm -hmm. a little bit of effort 
aimed at a particular yeah car yeah i could understand every single thing that's going on there without too much trouble and i could go mess around with it okay but uh, but i know like the only reason i just like it yeah and so is it wrong to pray for certain things Mm -hmm. well that that's just one that i don't because i know all i i just like it now i i would be the guy that's like saturday morning Mm -hmm. um like i would go drive yeah just take a drive 120 miles yeah just to drive i'm just gonna take a drive that's a thing people used to do before gas was so expensive it it sure is gonna go for a drive just look around at stuff yeah right and so um is it is it wrong though to pray for certain things to to pray for help in sinning Mm -hmm. yeah clearly i think that's clearly wrong I think, um, I think you could make a case that praying for things simply because you covet them—that's mm-hmm. a sin. Yeah. I'm, so I mean, and so, just so, will you give me X Y Z thing? I think that could be wrong. So you're saying that the mid to late '60s Ford Mustang for you, you would consider wrong to pray for? Maybe not everybody. Oh, clearly not everyone. Okay. Clearly so, not. But for me, I think it's probably a coveting issue. Because, man, if I told you the list of luxury items that I pray for on a regular basis, <laughs> it would probably make you sick to your stomach. <laughs> yeah. I have no shame whatsoever. I'm like, you. Know, so one thing that I have... One lesson that I've never really been able to teach my kids is that they should ask God for everything because the worst he can do is say no. Sure, sure. And the law of averages says he's going to say yes to something. (laughs) He's going to say yes to something. And I've always waited for my kids to ask me for a lot more than they do just so I can get them stuff because I love them and I want them to have you know, things that make them happy. Um, That's, Jesus has that great line where he says that if, if your, if your child asked for a loaf of bread, yeah, would, would you give him a, a stone? Snake yeah. And, a stone and, yeah. Yeah. and I know better than you do. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask for good things, yeah. they'll be given to you. Okay. Two more questions. Yeah. If someone gave you a mid to late 60s Ford Mustang as a gift, would you take it? You don't have to answer right now. It's okay. I've never never even thought about that. Sure. So if your answer is, I'd have to think about it, I'm not sure, that's fine. But I'm just saying, I mean, this, Zach, this podcast goes out (laughs) to to dozens of people (laughs) around the world every every week. Both of the listeners are thinking to themselves, I've got a 67 in the backyard right now. Look, all I'm going to tell you is if I told you the net worth of all of my listeners, okay, you would you would faint (laughs) (laughs) that that could be true that could be true so you want to hear you want to hear a funny one yeah so my one of my friends um who is in town he's jewish okay and i sent him one of my podcasts that i did on the nation of israel and hamas oh because i thought he'd he'd find it interesting you know yeah 
So anyway, he listened to it. He said, hey, thank you very much. I really appreciated that. That was very kind what you said and everything about Israel and standing up for them and the history and yada, yada. I said, oh, I'm glad you liked it. So that was the conversation. So then he calls me a week later. Uh-huh. He, he says, Patrick, I sent that podcast to my dad because I thought he might like it. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to send it to my wife's dad, who's a pastor up in Wisconsin because he's a pastor. He might find that interesting okay, too. Okay. Sure. Sends the link to his father-in-law, calls him, says, hey, I just wanted you to know, I, I just texted you a link to a podcast of a friend of mine that I think you might, you know, really enjoy this episode. You know, um, he's a friend of mine down here in Grand Junction. His name's, you know, Patrick Hayes. Yeah. And he says, Bible Thumper podcast? No way. He says, I listen to that all the time. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You're, you are. Hand you to serious? God. That is what he said. That, wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, I man. thought it was so funny. Wisconsin yeah. and Texas. That's the yeah. north and south end of the United <laughs> States, man. Well, the, the the largest number of my listeners are actually in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Ashburn, Virginia. Oh, not D- not DC. Well, no, no, yeah. So I have a handful of you know faithful followers out there that really like the podcast, and I guess they pass it around because How about that. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. But anyway, That's long story awesome. short is you never know who's going to hear this. Yeah, and you never know who's going to want to do something kind for somebody. Sure, sure, and, sure. I mean, I hate to say it, Zach, but you know, a mid to late sixties Ford Mustang. It's not necessarily that expensive of a car. It's not a Bugatti. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. No, that's it's, my point. And, and, and I don't think there's anything sinful about owning one. Yeah. I don't think there's anything sinful about enjoying one. I don't think there's anything sinful about buying one or driving it. Yeah. Or, in, or yeah, having it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we get no, it. Yeah, none okay, of that. last question. Yeah. If you someone could procure you a mid to late 60s Ford Mustang that was in really good shape that you could like take for a day trip somewhere with you and your wife because it would bring you pleasure yeah just to just just for the day to borrow the thing and take it out there's a place in Vegas where you can they do it at a speedway Oh yeah, and you can rent a car yeah. for it's some astronomical amount. I'm sure for two hours or whatever, yeah. and they give you all this training, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you go out and drive. I've thought about it. And keep in mind, but, we're not again, we're not talking about a Lamborghini. We're not talking about a nine second car. This is yeah, we're talking about a mid to late sixties Ford Mustang. I got a friend with it, a '68 sitting in his driveway. Yeah, exactly, right now. it yeah. looks cool. It'd be a fun thing. Like, hey, it's our anniversary, sweetie. We're gonna take a drive up to Glenwood. Just a fun thing. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna have do. some dinner, and my friends let me borrow the mustang yeah and then you bring it back and then you bring it back and that's it she wouldn't go because she'd be terrified that i was going to wreck it the whole time really she'd be anxious it would be miserable (laughs) but if it but if i owned it yeah then she'd be like well it's your own stupid fault if you do something dumb with it okay but uh but no i that's just one that uh, that's an interesting discussion there yeah, I mean, if somebody gave it to me as a gift, oh, I, that would we be... We have gotten so into the weeds. I know, but that would be... one stupid car prayer. That would be awesome. I'm going to no, start praying for no, you and your late 60s Ford I, Mustang. I have prayed mm-hmm. for some funny things, though. In the, yeah. I've prayed for my fantasy football team to win sure. games. Mm-hmm. I've prayed for um, 
golfers to sign up for a golf oh, yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Do that kind of stuff all the time. I've prayed for planes to be on time yeah. and I've prayed for babies to fall asleep yeah. so that they stop screaming. <laughs> and yeah, like all the kind of stuff that's sure. just life. Yeah, why wouldn't you pray yeah, for that? Why wouldn't you? Okay. Your turn. We definitely beat that horse to death. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, I do think 10 and 11 kind of are in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. That I think there might be, there. there's more to this than, um, than maybe meets the eye at first. When... Should you ask forgiveness? Mm-hmm. And how should you ask forgiveness? It's one of those things where we just, it is pretty simple. Sure. But there's, there, I've, I've come across a lot of people who are like, well, what do I, well, what do I do? Yeah. How, how do I do that? So uh, when should you ask for forgiveness? My simple answer is, keep in mind, we're talking to Christians. We're talking to born again folks. Sure. Okay. So what we're really talking about is 1 John 1, 9. For if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that portion of scripture was written to believers. Mm-hmm. It was not an idea about calling on the Lord for salvation. It was talking about, okay, after you're saved, we go through this process of sanctification where, where we, meaning, you know, God, the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, yeah, are trying to get you to be more like them and less like you. And like Paul tells us in Romans, you know, we are now freed from sin. So good news, we don't have to sin anymore. Yeah, uh, we have this ability to overcome sin. And when we're trying to do that, we're going to fail, and we're going to fail a lot. And God says confess your sins he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness so if you think about it if you come home and the dog chewed something up a pillow that it was not supposed to be on the couch that dog might be hiding in, under a bed or in someone's closet <laughs> yeah, because it yeah. knows it did something stupid and wrong and you're going to be mad at it yes so then you pick up the pillow and you throw it in the trash and you sweep up after it and, um, you know, you and your wife aren't that upset because it was an old pillow and you didn't care that much, even though you don't want the dog to keep chewing up pillows. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of it. And 10 minutes later, you are on with your day. Okay, you're doing something with the kids, you're cleaning the house, you're doing whatever. The dog, in a couple hours, comes out to you, still has its tail between its legs, and his, his head is dragging on the ground, you know, because it feels bad its ears are back its tails between its leg it's slowly coming over to you and it's kind of testing the waters to (laughs) see yeah if you're okay with it or not you've already moved on past it it wants to know that you are okay with it we call on the lord and we confess our sins and it's a promise. If we do this, God's going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Every single time God picks us up, dusts us off and says, okay, let's get back on the horse and we're going to give it another shot. I still love you. You're still mine. You are cleansed from this unrighteousness, <laughs> yeah. big or small. Okay. I am here to try to get you back 
uh, on the right path, going in the right direction. So for me, I ask God for forgiveness as quickly as I can after I mess up and after I sin, whether it is in thought, it is in word, it is in deed, whether it's big or small, whether it's something that most people wouldn't even consider sinful, but it's something that God has impressed upon my heart. Patrick, we need to change this. So I'm working on it, even though nobody else even cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still am going to go to God, and I'm going to keep short accounts with God. I am not going to let a list pile up and then be like, "All right, I'm going to come to you with all this stuff." And yeah, you know, yeah. one, at the end of each week, I'm going to come to God and pay, you know, pay the yearly tab. Exactly. No thanks. Nope. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do it as often as I can, and it's a good habit for one reason just to keep me talking to god through the day so when something comes up i'm going to go right to god right away so as far as when as soon as possible yeah yeah and then how should you ask for forgiveness um i always want to do the same thing i want to uh acknowledge who god is i want to uh acknowledge who i am in relation to god Mm -hmm. okay i want to um confess uh, my sin i want to thank god for um being god being willing to hear my prayer mm-hmm. uh being willing to forgive me yeah okay so i thank god right after i confess my sin and ask him to forgive me i thank him for doing it and then i am going to ask him to help me in the future not to do these things yeah, yeah. so it's the same way i pray about everything acts yeah. um adoration confession thanksgiving supplication i'm gonna do that whether it's a small thing or whether i'm praying in the morning you know for a while going through a prayer list and, yeah. and all the yeah. things that i need to pray for and, and it can be it, oftentimes it's brief Okay, I don't sure. have 15 minutes to. I can't stop for 15 minutes every time I sin and get, you know. If I'm I just, tell somebody else yeah. that I did something <laughs> dumb and I say I'm sorry for it. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's a few sentences. You that got it. it. Takes, that, yeah. That's it. So, um, you know, it's not a big production. Uh, it's a lot like when my kids mess up, um, whether they need to be dealt with with uh one of several forms of corporal punishment that we have whether they need to do push-ups or whether they need to get spanked oh that's um, awesome we go through the process and it's over we just do it yeah it's like here it is okay yep i know you're upset but you did the punishment okay uh or i'm sorry you did the crime take the punishment like a man that's what we're gonna do and now it's over and we're back to our day so it doesn't necessarily need to take a lot of time i just need to remember that i need to do it because i don't want this thing hanging over my head feeling like that dog with my tail between my legs thinking that god's not happy with me and then that's going to keep me from going to god for all the other stuff that i need him for yeah so let me just let me hey god i just messed up here can't believe i said that you know um can't believe i did this and we're back to normal yeah and move on yep so yeah i I like that when should you ask yeah just as soon as you understand that you've that you've done it wrong i've i like the the acts prayer as well yeah that adoration confession thanksgiving supplication Mm mm-hmm 
I, I really like that as a way to, to teach prayer also because it, it does exactly what you said. Um, it puts God on the throne mm-hmm. first. That, that frames the entire prayer. You, you, adore, you worship him. Then you put yourself in the proper spot in the prayer because you're confessing that you aren't God and that you haven't lived the way that he commands that you ought to. Then you're thankful for all of the many reasons that you could be thankful. Then you're asking for help. And and some of the other things we've talked about for, before as well. I almost always, I wish I didn't. I almost always have something I can confess. Mm-hmm. But when you when you work in that order, then every prayer isn't, you know, the 67 Mustang had this and this. And I saw one down the road. Yeah. You're not starting there. And that that's the reason that I like that acronym, because yeah. supplication comes last. I ask for all the stuff after I go through what's important. Yes. And yes. It, it helps me have perspective. It's still in there. Yeah, sure, I, and, sure. and, and this is something I need to say. People, I would say, look, if you are, you're wondering where should I be on the spectrum from not asking God for anything because what, I'm scared I'm going to offend him by asking him for the Ford Mustang or the Ferrari or the whatever, or being all the way on the other side of the spectrum where um, I ask God for absolutely everything, you have to understand that God is our provider. Oh, yeah. He provides every meal. He provides the clean water that comes out of my faucet. He's the one that he provides everything. So I need to feel comfortable going to him and asking because I am worthless without him. I am but dust. Yes. So the dust (laughs) needs to go and ask the creator of the universe for provision. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. So we are going to ask for all the provision. We're going to ask for all the stuff that we would like to see that is in line with God's will. And we're going to ask for a bunch of things that we really don't know what God's will is in this case. So we're just going to go ahead and ask for it. And... I'm not concerned that God is going to be offended or think less of me when I ask for that Ferrari because God already knows that I'm an idiot. Sure. God already knows my weaknesses and my shortcomings. So I ask for massive things. And he'll give you the red light or the yellow light or the green light. He can say no. And he can show me what I need to change in my life. And he can take, he can give me new desires in my heart. Yes. He can get rid of the desires that he doesn't want me to have. And he can give me new ones. As a matter of fact, I count on him doing that. He says in the Psalms, I think it is that he will do that. So I definitely am the guy that is praying for the mid to late 60s ford mustang uh, the parking space close yeah. to the i'll pray for a good hand in poker <laughs> i mean I, you know i i, I mean I, yeah i i pray for guys to to score a touchdown yeah. on my fantasy football team yeah i i no. pray for 
I do think there's a lot of times I, I there's a lot of red lights. Sure. Right. Like he'll just be like, Zach, you know, even for you, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty audacious. That's, that's pretty low. You know, <laughs> that's pretty. Like you know better than that. And I'm like, yeah, you're. But you know what? You, you're totally. My kids do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They'll come to me at. 9 30 at night like, dad yeah. mm-hmm. can we have some candy yeah mike bro come on not only is that really? not what we're do- you bedtime was half an hour yeah. ago do you re- what but you everything is wrong here <laughs> <laughs> everything is wrong yeah. here did you what were the odds you were giving this to work out tonight like i just yeah. i'm trying to get in your mind see but, but god's not even like that he knows exactly what we're okay. This is the way I tell people this all the time. I'm like, someone's got to be rich, right? Oh yeah, sure. sure all right, sure. Yeah. So it's always been that way. Why not me? <laughs> so <laughs> someone's got to be there. Uh huh. Yeah. Somebody's gotta someone's got to be disgustingly rich. Sure. Why not me? You, you can volunteer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to happen to someone. Have you ever watched Fiddler on the Roof? I haven't. Are you it's kidding me? Total classic that I've whiffed on. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, there's... Okay, so this might not land for you, but you can look it up on YouTube. So, yeah. so the main character, who I'm blanking on his name, which is... Which is uh, which is bothering me. I'm going to look it up real fast. So he has three daughter daughters. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole, um, movie is based upon. Tevier is the main character. He's the father. He has three daughters through the course of the movie. The three daughters each fall in love with and go off and get married to somebody. Yeah. So the first one is the most comical because he has a matchmaker make a match for his oldest daughter to marry the butcher. The butcher has a good life. He has a nice home. He makes a lot of money. He's one of the richer guys in town. Okay. But she is in love with the tailor. Oh, sure. And the tailor is just dirt poor, (laughs) but he's very idealistic and he loves this daughter and he is willing to give his life to make her happy, even though he just doesn't have the means to do it. Yeah. So anyway, he goes and he, you know, beseeches the father to allow him to marry the daughter, because in those days, in this culture, you had to go ask the dad and you had to get permission. You know, otherwise it wasn't going to happen. And the dad, like, literally just came back from making a deal with the butcher for him to marry the daughter. Yeah. And here is his daughter and the tailor. And the tailor's, and the, like, waiting and the, at the door. And the tailor's, yeah, like, asking, you know. <laughs> and um, the, the dad is explaining, you know, that his daughter will be taken care of. And, you know, uh, Laser is the, the butcher's name. Laser Wolf is his name. And he's like you know he's a rich man and uh you know the the tailor says to him you know some people uh uh you know consider riches to be a curse and he like explodes and he's like may god smite me with that curse (laughs) and may he not remove his hand of cursing too quickly (laughs) 
<laughs> that's funny. So, you know, for me, I've always, you know, I've always been the guy that's like, yeah, I want to pray big. And, um, I've seen God use a lot of really good godly people to do his work and, uh, finance a lot of his work. Oh yes. And, uh, so for a lot of money, you got it. So, uh, you know, I, I want that too. Um, I hate to say there's the other side of that coin where, um, you know, we struggle with the idea that finances are not a tool that God uses for us to be able to do his will, but they are a way to feel comfortable and stop relying on God. Yes. You know, and yes. that's, that's the right. big trick. Right. The, and, and that's kind of the thing is like, I do think the, the reason why you're praying for a certain thing does matter. But your your heart in the matter is absolutely that I, could be the difference between yeah. the red and the green. Sure, you know the sure. red, yellow, and the green. I'll tell you another one. One of my favorite sayings is the only advantage the rich have over the poor is that the rich have already learned that money will not make them happy. <laughs> wow, and that's the big difference. And Zach, I can tell you. You know, I don't know what we call what, how do we define rich? Okay. So, you know, but I will tell you this from my definition of rich, I have been rich and I have been poor Mm. and both times I've worried about money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't, it didn't make me feel more secure. It didn't make me any happier. Uh, I still felt like I needed God yes to provide me comfort one of the one christian that i'm friends with is one of the richest guys i know as far as a i'm not saying he has the most money okay but as far as a just a normal working guy he has invested his money so many times in things that have just worked out beautifully for him you know his timing has been good he's just done so well you know he was telling me just last year he made over a million dollars just on his investments he manages his own money so his portfolio grew by over a million dollars just last year yeah you know and he manages it himself yeah he buys and sells his own stocks his own bonds his, puts his money in his own mutual funds that he picks he doesn't have anyone do it for him wow and he had a um his um uh, uh the second he's an older man now but his second career was in finance so he had a lot of experience mm. you know with that yeah. and he was just pretty smart and I've never met a guy that worries more about money in my life. Wow. You know, yeah. and he, I mean, he doesn't, he can do whatever he wants the rest of his life. He couldn't spend the amount of money that he brings in every year, you know, off of the interest of his accounts. And still, you know, when we talk, I always laugh, I laugh at him every phone yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, buddy. He's bringing stuff up. And yeah. He's talk- yeah. 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 He's yeah. still worrying you know and it's like man you have 10 times more than most americans will ever earn throughout their entire life yeah (laughs) you know so 
it, um, anyway, I say all that just to say, um, I say pray big. Okay. If nothing else, I hope that God will prepare me so that I can be the guy that he gives a green light to on some of the yeah, yeah, big yeah. prayers. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Not all my big prayers are about, <laughs> you know, money. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, no. I have big prayers for our church and for people yes. and for, you know, yes. countries. Yes. And, but I'm just saying as far as things that, yes, I could also benefit from and have a selfish angle on, just throw it in there. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Okay. If, if you feel guilty about it, go ahead and stop. But this I am going to tell you. Okay. If you are a friend of mine. Yeah. I have prayed at yeah. least one time that God would give me all the blessings that he had stored up for you that you were not willing to pray to him for. Really? Oh, yeah. I pray that constantly. Because so many people... Say that one more time. I pray that God will give me mm -hmm. all the blessings that he had stored up to give to you... For, yeah, for your friends. ...that you are not willing <laughs> to pray to God for. Because so many people don't pray. And God has all this stuff he wants to give you. Mm. And if you're not going to ask for it, I figure he might as well give it to your b good buddy, Patrick. Well, there, if I drive up one of these days and there's a 67 <laughs> Mustang out there, I'll know. I'll know. <laughs> but now, I, yeah, as far as countries and people and churches mm -hmm. and like, um, I think, I think the Bible tells us certain things to pray for yeah. that are enormous. Yeah. Um, I, I regularly pray, pray for the salvation of every yeah. ethnic Jew. Sure. That's a in big, the world that in the world. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a big prayer. Sure. Especially for the Jewish people. Yeah. But like, uh, every single one yeah. regularly pray that. Yep. And so that, that's a lot bigger than a 60. Yeah. <laughs> 68 Ford Mustang. Hard top. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Dark blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, that's if there is one out here someday, though, mm -hmm. you need to build a garage for that. <laughs> don't just, let, don't just, leave that just don't out there. let the chickens climb on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Patrick, I got to go. No, that's fine. This, yeah, we're at an hour and a half. Let me do an outro and we'll yeah, get out of here. That's good. Okay, everybody, thank you for joining us on the Bible Thumper Podcast, where somebody's got to say it. Please go to BibleThumperPodcast.com. You can find the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. We ask that you would subscribe and like those. We would also ask that you get on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, give it a review, share it with someone that you know. Seriously, if you could find a good episode that you really enjoyed and you could share it with 10 of your friends, you could really help this podcast explode. And that's all we're looking for. If it's an encouragement to you, probably going to be an encouragement to some other christian if you hate it share it to a hundred people and tell them to listen to this stupid podcast and this moron and you can't believe what he was willing to say on over the airwaves and that way you will help this podcast get shut down faster okay uh -huh. so do that for us we appreciate all of you listeners be sure to stay on your medication and have a great week we'll see you next sunday